Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size, where we revisit the classic MTV show, The Hills. Today we'll be discussing Season 3, Episode... Oh, I didn't write what episode. 15? 15. 15. With this ring, ellipsis. I love it when they bring back the ellipsis. It's... It really does increase the drama. It, it warms the cockles of my heart. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something <laughs> Um, yeah, so we dive in, and I actually don't have... Oh, we have some good house cleaning. We do, yeah, we do have good We're not diving in yet, sorry. Um, so we wanted to give a big thank you to friend and listener, Lauren. Oh, yeah. And when I say listener, I mean more Twitter advocate. (laughs) (laughs) So why don't you lay the scene for everybody, because I was asleep. Okay, so it's very late at night, and all of a sudden I get an alert, um, that we have a Twitter message to the Frankly Mayor B Twitter account because I'm in charge of it and Mara does the Instagram and it's talking about it says oh you really need to follow Spencer Pratt on Snapchat because he's hilarious and I actually already do follow Spencer on Snapchat and I wrote back and said like I'm already on it like thanks for the info um but I get really annoyed because when he talks about the espresso stuff like it's a little bit too much um, and then she tweeted back um, the picture of Spencer's um, Make Spidey Famous Again hat. And I said, oh, no, I love it. Like, I wish I had one. Well, unbeknownst to me, I wasn't paying attention. And she had <laughs> at Spencered all of this. Yes. So normally no tagging, but in this case, it worked out really well. <laughs> so he then responds and sends the link where you can buy the hat, which I'm currently wearing, you guys. I'm super jazzed about it. Photo to come. There will be photos on Twitter and on the Instagram page. And then he responded and said, I'll cool it with espresso talk. (laughs) (laughs) And I've been keeping up with his Snapchat, and he's limited it to, like, one espresso a day. So I feel like he really listened. (laughs) Um, But I was so excited. I don't think I slept all night. Um, I immediately ordered the hat. Um, I wish I had thought to tweet him back and ask him to autograph it. Yeah. Um, that would have been good. It would have been really good. But, um, it was a banner day. Um, I've never been more excited. Yeah. And I now have my hat. Yep. Lauren, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I did notice once I woke up, I went through Spencer's feed. He responds to a lot of people. He does. Oh, he does. I mean. People ask him questions all the time and he responds. He does. And we don't. He'll, tag. Rec- he'll recommend taco joints if you ask him. Yeah, I mean, we don't. Which we're gonna do. We're gonna go to LA, yeah. And we don't tag because we don't want him to listen to the podcast and hear all the <laughs> nasty things we say about him. But um, Most, mostly me. <laughs> yeah, but I, yeah, I am kind of team censor sometimes. But um, maybe we can parlay this into a guest starring role. Or Perhaps maybe, we can or get maybe him just guest. a phone call. No, that's what I mean. Like yeah. uh, over the phone. Yeah. I've been. He obviously wouldn't come to my house, but yeah. I mean, we could do it over the phone. Like we saw Heidi got number one on BuzzFeed. We're so jazzed. Yeah. Like, can she sing a ditty into the phone? Uh, fingers crossed, <laughs> you guys. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So Lauren, thank you. It was it was hilarious. We loved it. Yes. Um, so the other thing I wanted to mention that actually also came from Lauren because she sent it to me. Um, I'm going to read the headline. So this was in W Magazine. And the headline is Business. Meet your new feminine hygiene guru. With a line of 100% natural and OBGYN approved feminine wellness and hygiene products, the former reality TV star has emerged as a viable businesswoman. This is Lo. Our girl Lo is becoming a mogul in the... Cooch va- department. In the, va- in the vagina <laughs> department. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the funny thing is I wrote back to Lauren and my first response was, Ew. 
is she? I mean, it's there is a there is a market for this. Oh, and yeah. I'm proud of Lo, and she will be successful. But the article is basically about how Lo suffered with all these chronic problems and wanted to create a line of more organic and vagina friendly products for the ladies out there. So the only thing this vividly reminds me of, and first thing comes to mind, is the South Park episode with the Cherokee hair tampons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep, it, it is kind of like that. Yeah. So, Well, way to go, Lo. We want a business to succeed. Yeah, well, and W Magazine, like, that's better than yeah. any of the Real Housewives ever get. So totally. Way to go. Yeah, congrats, Lo. Yeah. It makes me wish I had a vagina. Yeah, no, no. I'm, <laughs> I think Maybe I'm, I could start playing rugby because they use tampons to unplug um, up their bloody noses. <laughs> it's, it's not tampons, though. It's like, I don't want to What do you mean it's not tampons? It's not tampons. I don't want to talk about it. Is it a um, cup? No, no, no. It's like wipes and stuff. Oh. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> I don't want to... I thought they were just old natural tampons. No. Well, that's why it's kind of gross. It's like... <laughs> I'm really immature. Um, it is wipes for yeast infections. Um, okay. To be clear about the bad plumbing, the commonplace problems Bosworth hopes to address are yeast infections, BV... Funny smells and UTIs. Oh, so it's like all natural Vagisil, basically. Yeah, and and wipes and yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. Well, that's not as exciting as all natural tampons. Yeah. Anyway. Well, good for you, Lo. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> we're not going to talk about this on the podcast, so we're moving on. Now we can dive in. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So we do a little scenes from the last. And one thing that I thought was interesting is they already have rewritten history, and Lauren says, Lisa Love gave us tickets to the hottest event in L.A. Well, no, you were supposed to be working, if I remember correctly. Like, yeah. you claimed to be working. The quote was, cover this for Teen Vogue. Yeah. Yeah, that never happened. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't write anything down. I'm kind of over the recaps. Uh, so there was that, and then um, then we were at the Griddle Cafe. Breakfast. Breakfast, I think yeah. we were having All, breakfast. Always and yeah. forever in LA. And Heidi was wearing kind of a scuzzy t-shirt and a hoodie, so I think yeah. that was a roll out of bed and get breakfast. And as you pointed out, actually eating. Yes. Actually eating, yeah. She took a huge... <laughs> it's actually not a very forgiving shot at the very end of the scene. Heidi has a fork full of something white, actually, which means it was... Egg whites? That'll piss me off. It was egg whites. It actually kind of looked like macaroni and cheese or noodles or like... Oh, okay, okay. No, it looked like a carbohydrate. That's why I was even more shocked. Okay. Yeah. Breakfast macaroni and cheese. (laughs) Who knew? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Anyway, it was a fork full. I was proud of the size of that bite. So they're at breakfast and Spencer talks about eloping to Cabo. Yeah. And Heidi's not into it. She said she... And has said all along... That she wants to get married in a church. And she says, I didn't think guys cared. Fair, I guess. And <laughs> he says, well, I, I mean, I don't. <laughs> well, see, that's what I thought was weird when she said, I didn't think guys care. And a lot of guys don't care. And I think he is not caring. He's saying, like, I don't care to have a wedding. I don't want to deal with all this. I just want to go elope. Right. But then she says, let me do it. If it, if it matters to me and it's my dream to have a wedding and you don't care, just let me do it. Well, and I get what she's saying, and I get, again, this is all a moot point because they were all leading up to their big wedding on TV anyway, but no matter how much somebody says, like, let me do it, I'll do it all, he's still going to have to, like, invite his family and deal. I mean, it's not like he's just going to be able to sit back and do nothing. Right. So I I do get where he's coming from. But I also think he does care. 
If it were up to Spencer, they would elope with a very small group. They would not have had a big church wedding. And he's not saying that, really. Yeah. He's ducking the question. Totally. Yeah. So, anyway, she says, just let me do it. Let me decide. And he says, fine, whatever. Just tell me the date. I'll wear a suit. And she says, great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like that he said he'd wear a suit. Good on you, Spencer. Maybe even a tux if you're feeling jazzy. Uh, Then we get the opening credits, the song. Then we are... Well, we don't get the song because we're watching it on Hulu. Yeah. And by the way, fuck you, Hulu. Yeah, we liked it. We like the song. And, like, (laughs) if you just hit play next episode, it skips it. And it's really fucking annoying. Yeah. So, we're at the gym. We are at the gym. Uh, We're at the gym with Jarrett. And I believe Whitney has just signed on to train with Jarrett. Because normally it was just Lauren and Whitney. Lauren and Audrina. Uh, Yeah, sorry. Lauren and Audrina. I agree. Yeah. It, It seemed like one of her first workouts with Jarrett. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're doing nothing very complicated, but I'm guessing they also don't eat a lot and they don't have much energy to really pump it up. And if you guys have, are watching this episode after you listen to this podcast or during or whatever, please pay attention to Jarrett's hair when they're at the gym because and, it becomes important later. And his pimple. And, yeah. Above over his, his left, left eyebrow. Temple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Comes important later. <laughs> yeah. Follow it through the episode. Um... So Lauren, after, you know, they're lifting five pound weights and that kind of thing, Lauren says, do y'all want to go to Big Wang's tonight? It's where we go when we don't feel like going out. <laughs> Which is, it's, it's great to have a place where you go where you don't feel like going out, but that's exactly how they treat it. Yeah. They get dressed up and wear full faces of makeup, so I don't know how it's not going Well, out. and Big Wang's was, is, I don't know if it still is, but it was kind of a scene story thing because my friend Kate, who now lives in Hawaii and... She just had a baby, so congratulations, Kate. But I know she doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's kind of a moot point. But um, <laughs> she used to work at Big Wang's, and she was like a very clubby type, and oh, she would okay. always be like, "Come to Big Wang." Like I think it was like the co- it's like the cool version of Buffalo Wild Wings. Nice. Although nothing is as cool as Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> in my world, but it's whatever. True. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, so then you know they all agree they're going to meet up at Big Wang's, and the girls have their post workout juice smoothie as they always do, and Whitney looks gorgeous it's not i know i say it's not fair it's not fair this is how she works this is how she looks after a workout um did you pay attention to lauren yes i did and what did you notice because i noticed something that you always notice her mustache yeah it was carrying on and so all three of them are sitting there probably with some of the least amount of makeup we've seen on camera because they just worked yeah. out and they were legitimately at the gym that day because and they were wearing sweatpants. Yeah. And, and they were working out. Like right. It wasn't, stuff. it wasn't just a fake scene at the gym. Lauren, she, she needs that makeup. Yep. Whitney and Audrina look great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can relate girl. I got terrible skin, so I'm with you. I wouldn't say she has terrible skin. She's just, I think, when Lauren's on camera, she wears a lot of makeup. So when she doesn't, it's very, very noticeable. Well, but I think you see the darkness on her upper lip. I feel like she's a little splotchy. That's what I mean by that. Yeah. Skin. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Whitney looks great. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> she's got that dewy glow. Now we're in Pasadena. We are. We're going to Westminster Presbyterian. Oh, good for you. You wrote down. I did. The um, only reason I would ever go to Pasadena is to go to Erica Jane's house. Well, that too. Um, so we go to Westminster Presbyterian with Spidey to check out the church for their wedding, which is, I believe, where they actually do get married eventually, somewhere along the line. I I believe so, yeah. It looked the same. They meet with Pastor Martha Campbell, who (laughs) informs them that they are going to have to do pre-marriage counseling, the church requires it, and they're going to need to book six months out. Spencer looks completely over it, like he wants to throw himself onto the cross, and um, Heidi looks excited. Yeah. 
And that is very normal and typical. Um, if you are getting married in a church or by a representative of a church, usually you have to do premarital counseling, either with the pastor or with someone that the church recommends. Yes. Um, you know, it's, they want to make sure that you're actually committed to it. I had to do that. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. Um, and the woman talks about how they also have wedding coordinators and all the things that they can help Heidi with. One thing I didn't understand at the end of the scene is she says you need to book at probably at least six months out, which I'm surprised by. I feel like it's even longer, but... I would think longer too, but... I guess every weekend in California is wedding ready because of the weather. Yeah. Whereas here, maybe, you know... Oh yeah, here you're kind of limited. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but then Heidi just kind of makes a mental note and says, okay, six months. And Spencer goes, oh, I thought we were doing it this month. I didn't, I didn't understand the joke. Is that a joke? Is he trying to get it over with so he doesn't have to deal with it? I don't think it was a joke. I think it was snarky sarcasm. Okay. Like, oh, I thought we were doing it this month. Like, I want to fill a loop. Like, I thought we were just going to do it. And, like, oh, you're okay. dragging it out. And, like, what the fuck? Like, it, I think it, it was, felt flat. He I, was being snotty. Oh, okay. Did you also see the pastor's hair? <laughs> I did. <laughs> As a matter of fact. So I've been watching a lot of Transparent this yeah. week. It looked exactly like Mora's hair 100%. in transparent mm-hmm. with a big old clip mm-hmm. over the ponytail. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah. no vanity. If you're a pastor, can't be yeah. vain. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we're at the Hillside Villas and we are getting ready with the girls, which is one of the best parts about going out. It's that cocktail when you're getting ready with your girlfriends. I do love that. That's probably one of my favorites. I like the before and after of going out, going out with you know, <laughs> I don't like. Um, and they're getting ready with Whitney. And she holds up the dress she's going to wear. And Lauren says, lingerie and moccasins. <laughs> and, and tights. Whit- and tights. And Whitney says, that's how I do. <laughs> and I had a problem with a lot of Whitney's clothes this episode. Yes. Um, this, I, was it a dress or a Don't top? Don't give away the second workout. No, I won't. Yet. I won't. <laughs> but was it a dress or a top? It looked like just a top. Like a very long top. So to me, it looked like... A dress. It was completely see-through from yes. the bodice down. So to me, it was sort of a tunic meets dress. It looks like something that you could have purchased at Anthropology or Urban Outfitters if you wanted a cheaper version. It really is a slip dress in the sense that it looks like a slip. I mean, you had there's you couldn't just wear underwear under it. Like you would see right, right through it. Right. Um, so it's it's pink and it's got really pretty floral embroidery at the top, actually. But the whole thing is sheer. So she has to wear really thick tights underneath it. Um, to me, it looked like a pink, like ballerina dress that someone had decoupaged with leftover sparkly '70s disco berets. Oh, I thought it was prettier than that. But... No. Did you, it was just like a bunch of like paisley shaped, different color, sparkly bullshit, like glued to it. Okay. It was a fail. I mean. In my opinion, it was Of the fail. things that she wore in this episode, this was not my greatest crime. The other one is, but. The other one was for sure. This was still it's pretty It's also bad. Whitney. I mean, you put her hair down and put some makeup on her and she's wearing a little pink slip dress. I'm like, oh, she looks stunning. I don't, I don't even care what she's wearing. My problem was the decoupaged bullshit okay. on it. Okay. All right. Fine. If that hadn't been on it, I would have been fine with that. Okay. I bet if I had seen it from head to toe with ugly little moccasins at the bottom, I would have had a problem, but we never see those. It looked like someone like attacked her with a glue stick and then made her run through a gay pride parade. 
Maybe she did. Maybe she did. You never know. That is LA. Yeah. So then Whitney goes to use the restroom and put on her outfit, and Lauren is rifling through Whitney's makeup bag, which is actually monogrammed. Yes, of course. And Lauren remarks to Audrina, wow, Whitney really wears no makeup. (laughs) Um, Duh. We all knew that. Hello. And Audrina says, are you rifling through her stuff? (laughs) And Lauren says, no, I'm not. I'm not rifling. I'm just, you know, looking. She was digging. Oh, yeah, she was. And Lauren's jealous. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, it's also interesting because I wonder what that means about how frequently they hang out. Well, they, they meet out a lot and they do a lot of functions together, but I I think this was a little rarer for them, going to each other's apartments, getting ready to go out, that kind of thing. For sure. And this is complete, like, out of my wheelhouse because guys don't do that. Like, I've never, like, gone to someone's house to get ready except for maybe Halloween. So, to right. me, it would be normal if they'd never done that. I mean, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've done that in my whole life. Right. Whereas ladies love to do that. I can tell you of every friend I have who wears a lot of makeup and who wears hardly any. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who used to come over every first date she had and I would do her makeup for her even though I wasn't going out. Now that to me makes sense. Like if you, if you suck at it and you want someone else to do it for you, that makes sense to me. She doesn't suck at it. I think she just likes the way I did it and it became a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. The last time I did it for her, now they're married. So there you go. Amaze. (laughs) Um, so then Whitney comes out of the bathroom in this outfit And, um, Lauren makes her do a twirl because it is very fit and flared. It is, there's not, it is teeny. There's not much happening below the hip bones there. And so (laughs) Whitney does a twirl, the dress goes up and Lauren says, hello shorts. (laughs) Cause she has to wear full on boy shorts, which means her tights probably weren't as thick as they should have been for that dress. There's that. But that's all I've got on the getting ready scene. Um, it is quite a look for a sports bar, by the way. Yeah. The moccasins were a bit much, too. Yeah. I I will definitely 1,000% give you the outfit was not appropriate for the venue or the event. Or life. Okay. Um, so then they go to the, we finally get to Big Wangs. Yeah. Um, Jarrett shows up. Um, Meredith noticed that, um, Discount Vin Diesel was there. And who I called Sketchy Andy, the blonde curly haired guy. Yes. They're all there. Um, I think they're Lauren's friends. Jarrett has shown up with magically long hair. Looks good, though. It does look good. He looks amazing. But he's got, like, very short, like, maybe a half an inch long hair and the zit in the workout scene. Then at Big Wang's, no zit, longer Longer hair. hair. So not the same day, not the same week, maybe not even the same month. Yeah. Um, So they send Whitney off to play pool with him. Yep. Um, and there's all the little... girls are drinking beer, by the way. Well, it's big wangs. What else are you going to drink? I'm just saying I'm floored by the carbohydrate consumption in this episode. I don't, I would think they were allergic to carbohydrates. Gotta drink it up when you're at the wangs. I guess so. But come on. These are the girls who are eating like veggie platters for breakfast now. I wonder, maybe they don't have alcohol at big wangs. Maybe it's just like beer and wine. Maybe. I don't maybe. know. I don't know. I'm, I'm just Kate. I'm just saying, just saying. It's worth noting. Um, so Jared and Whitney kind of have a cute pool session. They do. Yeah. There's a lot of like flirty back and forth banter. Now, the one thing that I thought was gross and annoying, what or annoying, if you're Whitney, <laughs> was that he's like, oh yeah, I should, I'm going to, I should work you out. I'll like really work you out hard. And, and she was like, oh yeah, definitely. Like whenever I'm up It was for even it. worse than that. He says, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. 
And she says, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And he said, well, we should meet at Runyon Canyon. And she says, that sounds nice. And he says, yeah, I'll give you a one-on-one session. No, just take a walk with her. She's beautiful. Why did you turn it into that? Well, I think that was his in. But what bothered me was, she's like, anytime I'm down. And he's like, tomorrow, 10 a.m. Well, fuck you, dude. Like, we're out drinking. Like, and you're going to make me get up at like nine o'clock to go fucking do Runyon Canyon with you? That's not cool. She makes it worse and says, I'll do it as soon as possible. Yeah. And by as soon as possible, I mean late afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> like, that is fucked. Meet you at the gates at five? Yeah. Cool. I mean, I was annoyed by that. It was really odd. It seemed like he was going to ask her for drinks and then said, I'll give you a one-on-one session, really work you out. Well, and that's why... Is that innuendo? Do you want to have sex with me? But that's why I think this was all faked. All faked. And we'll get to that later. But, like, I think that this was all... This whole thing at Big Wang's occurred way after the fact and was just, like, filler. Like, we need some filler, so, you know, pretend that you haven't been out. Yes. I think he scheduled the one-on-one session with her when she was at the gym. 100% correct, and we will prove it later. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm giving it all away. So then we're at Runyon Canyon. Yeah. Well, which I guess we can give it away now. So they're at (laughs) Runyon Canyon, and um, his hair... Oh, no, because his hair was still long. I don't remember. You're the... Yes. No, no, no. His hair was long. It was later. So, yeah. So so we think that the... The pool thing. And that would make sense. Okay, now it's all making sense. They've never worked out together ever when they were playing pool at Big Wangs. Oh. And we never see, see the sign for Big Wangs, so who knows if they're even a fucking Big Wangs. But, like... The bartender had the, a t-shirt on that okay. said Big Wangs. So, I think that they had never worked out ever. They play pool. He says, I want to work you out. Let me take you to Runyon Canyon. They do Runyon Canyon the next day. Then, then way goes, later, she goes to work out with everybody. Mm-hmm. And they throw in the the stuff about big wangs to like oh. make it all cohesive so they can pull it all back around. That makes sense. Yeah. The big wangs thing almost did sound dubbed. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Yeah. High five. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Frank Cousin. I love a good continuity arc. Gumshoe. <laughs> but the greatest crime in this scene oh, is actually not the continuity or the fake romance. Nope. It's Whitney's pants. Yep. And top. <laughs> Oh, I actually, I wasn't offended by the top. It flared. But for for the time period, it was just a, a cotton tank top that, like, flared at the hip. That that was not, it's not cute, but I wouldn't consider it a crime. The pants are Please describe unarrestable pants. defense. Yeah. <laughs> offense. So, the pants are, oh boy, um, they are clown meets Ronald McDonald. Meets Cher. Meet Cher. Yeah, so they make Whitney look incredibly tall and lanky, which she is already and doesn't mm-hmm. need help with it. They are red and white striped, vertically striped, from the hip to the ankle hem. Mm-hmm. Flared, like, but bell-bottom flared. Not yep. 2007 flared, bell-bottom. Yep. To hike through Runyon Canyon. Yeah, it was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, ever. Yeah. I don't even know where one would buy workout pants like that. I, so a question I had for you, when we see her sitting on the rock, you can sort of see a close up of her knee. Did Juicy Couture do anything striped? Not to the best of my knowledge. Okay. The t- and they definitely didn't do anything bell bottoms. Oh, I think some of those pants were pretty heavily flared, but Whitney's pants look like they have that sort of velour towel texture. 
Oh, see, they look cotton to me. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't think they were juicy. Okay. I'm just, I would hope not. No, that was a question for you. I'm not up on my my Juicy Couture game. I was pretty hardcore in the Juicy Couture game. I thought I they were all solid, solid but I was yeah, just checking. I've never seen a stripe. Okay. Okay. There, and there would have at least been like a little J or something on it somewhere. Okay. Well, Whitney's pants are awful. Horrible. She should have walked into the shot juggling and wearing an Uncle Sam hat. A thousand percent. <laughs> it's a so thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> and it should have been like or walking on a ball or yeah. taming a lion yeah, it was terrible yeah they're really bad so they get to the top of the canyon and they're having friendly conversation about the beautiful day and just kind of enjoying the walk together and then they get to the top and he starts making her do jumping jacks and then makes her punch it out yeah air punches for 30 seconds very reminiscent of Tybo. And then the workout is over and she's sitting on a rock. Yeah. I'm very confused on what Jared considers date and what he considers one-on-one workout session in this scene. And I also am curious, did she pay for this? Exactly. Like, was she charged? Because that wasn't a workout. Well, a lot of people considering hiking Running Canyon in and of itself a workout. Yes, but that's not something you pay your trainer to to do. You go park there and you do it with a friend. Oh, dumb LA people do pay their trainers to do it. It's free. It's like people here who pay their trainers to watch them do cardio. I've never understood it. I'm like, it's dumb. Like, I can be on a treadmill by myself. I don't need someone staring at me while I do it and pay them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, the lines are blurry in this scene, yeah. is all I'm saying. They're, they're strange. I don't, I don't get what's happening. And after she sits on the rock and I was staring at her pants, Jared asks her out officially mm-hmm. and says, let's get drinks tonight mm-hmm. at La Cantina, 8 o'clock. I'll pick you up. Yeah. Okay. Very confused. Very confused. Yeah. So then we're back at Chez Ambiance. Uh Uh-huh. And Heidi is even more enthused about the wedding than she has been before. Now that she's seen the church, she's she's all in. She's got 1,400 bridal magazines. Yes. And she has declared that she is definitely wearing a crown. (laughs) Yep. My notes are that too. I am definitely wearing a crown. Definitely wearing a crown. Think of all the pastries we can get at the wedding. (gasps) The catering. Wedding catering isn't that good, but I'll allow you to be excited about that. I'm a little excited that she's excited about the food, though. Because, like, you don't usually see, like, twig skinny people that would admit to be excited about food. Well, and I appreciate that of the things that she's really excited for, they're really simple things. Yeah. She just wants to wear a crown and eat a pastry. Yep. You could do that in your living room, girl, but I admire that you want to do it in the wedding Or just go to Disneyland. Yeah. They don't live that far from Anaheim. No. (laughs) So, Spencer makes fun of her that she has bridal magazines. And she says, is buying bridal magazines a crime? And he says, no, but I mean, now we're, we're really looking to get married. Yeah. You asked her to marry you. Yep. And she's 23? Not even? She, that's a, that's a big deal to her. She's 21. Okay. That's right. She had just had a birthday. She's 21. Oh yeah. No, she's. She's a baby. Yeah. Spencer, come on. Should have seen that coming. Yeah. Of course, a lot of girls get excited about that. Um, and I don't know if it's the hat that I'm currently wearing, <laughs> but I wrote, Spencer looks really hot. He looks, he looks better, and yeah. you know I don't say that. I know. He's, he's looking good this episode. He can get it. I, I will never go that far, but I will give you that he looks good. But better. <laughs> so, then we have a really brief interlude at Teen Vogue, which is pretty useless, with Lauren and Whitney talking about her one-on-one session with Jared. 
And Lauren says, oh, he hearts you. And so then Whitney says that they're going on a date tonight. So apparently this hike through Runyon Canyon and Teen Vogue and dinner with Jared at La Cantina at 8 o'clock is supposed to be all the same day. And also, they don't work at Teen Vogue on the weekends. Right. This, this was originally supposed, to be, supposed to be Saturday. So we were on the MTV. You're really fucking with us this episode. Yeah. Timeline-wise. Yeah. Real clusterfuck. Yeah. It's bad. And that's all that happens at Teen Vogue. Well, and then I like that, like, Lauren was like, first dates are so exciting. And he was like, oh, but they can also be really really awkward, which is... Really uncomfortable. God knows how true that is. Yeah. Well, and I appreciate that Whitney has just, like she always does, a wonderful attitude about it. She's just saying she had a good time with him and he seems nice and she's going to scope it out. It's, she's not unloading expectations onto anything. Yeah. Which is great. So then we're at La Cantina. Mm-hmm. And this is where you guys need to pay attention because Jared's hair is short again. And that could have been he just got a haircut. But oh no, because the zit is back. It's big. It's big. It's right above his left eyebrow. It was there when they were at the gym. So definitely Runyon Canyon and Big Wangs were filmed the same day or the same time. And Jim, early in the episode, and La Cantina were filmed at the same time. Yes. Yeah. So, fucked up. <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And I fervently believe, after seeing it, I really do think that Runyon Canyon and Big Wangs were first. And that the gym... He flirted with her at Big Wangs. And La Cantina were after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could see that. Because I mean, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that he'd be like, I'll work you out sometimes. We'll dick face you working out earlier today at the gym with the two other girls. Right. Like, so that doesn't yep. make sense. So... Yep. So... This is where I I find Jarrett sort of charming, but he's also just a very early 20-something male. You know, they're having a few drinks and he's cheersing to pretty much everything they say, but Whitney is smiling and it's genuine. They seem to enjoy each other's company. Yeah, I thought that, like, they had great chemistry. Yeah. It was a very smooth date. Like, I liked them together. Yeah, I did too. It didn't feel awkward. It wasn't painful to watch. So she was saying she's been out of a relationship since May. And that shocked me. With who? Who was she in a relationship with? Well, she went to USC, and so, you know, she could have dated a fellow college guy. Or But she was never mentioned season one or two dating anyone. Whitney wasn't really in season one as anything but an accessory, though. Season two? Yeah. I mean, when she got her wisdom teeth out, like, her boyfriend wouldn't come? Like, I don't know. I just thought it was... I mean, I believe she dated someone, but, like, I want to know who this guy is. She's a classy lady. She probably didn't even tell anybody at MTV until they broke yeah, up. Yeah, true. It's Whitney. True. The epitome of class. Um, (laughs) So she says that she's just been enjoying going out and she just likes to go to clubs and dance and have fun. And he says, oh yeah, are we going to go dancing tonight? And she says, oh, maybe after a few more of these, meaning her cocktail. And he said, all right, cheers to dancing in a couple of hours then. And he, he cheers us to everything, which I think is kind of funny. And he says, so what's your sign? And she says, I'm a Pisces. Why do you know signs? He goes, no, not at all. But I feel like a lot of people ask that. Which is so funny because that sounds so California to me. In DC, it's what do you do? Yeah. In New York, it's where do you live? In LA, it's what's, what's your, your sign? sign? <laughs> um, so then Jared explains that the training thing's going really well for him. He just got a deal with a record company to train a group of girls, something like that. So he's clearly a trainer for one of the, you know, all girl groups or a tour or something like that. Yeah. Which is a big deal for a trainer. That's pretty cool. Maybe Destiny's Child. Oh, I was thinking, well, that predates 2007. Pussycat Dolls? Maybe. Or um, 
he could do like someone's backup dancers or yeah, something like totally. that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's, those are all my only notes on La Cantina. And, Me too. Yeah. And then we're back at Chez Ambiance. And this is where I nearly fainted. So we see Spencer sitting on the sofa and then you see two suitcases very obviously placed in the living room. And totally empty, I'm sure. And Heidi walks through the front door. <laughs> and I could have fallen off the sofa with this outfit. This is my biggest fashion crime of the entire episode. I know you hated Whitney's lingerie dress. I would rather wear the lingerie dress than what Heidi's wearing. It is a white tube top, but it's long. It's to the hip. It looks like she has a towel wrapped around herself, except that she has jeans on. And it has a halter, a necklace halter, <laughs> a gold chain necklace halter that connects to a, I don't want to say ginormous, but it's close, very large <laughs> gold accent that is gold cherries right in between her breasts. And this is where we're going to disagree. Because you, you probably have one in your drawer in the back. Wish I did. I thought it was the best <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I audibly gasped because I loved it so much. Oh. In my head, I'm really mad that MTV didn't play the song Cherry Bomb. Yeah. Like, at, like, cherry bomb. Like, that should have, like, it was amazing. I wanted her to be in roller skates with, like, Oddly like, enough. This shiny lipstick and like smack at her gum and smoke at a cigarette. Like I loved it. Oddly enough, if the top had been red with the gold cherries, I would have been more on board. Okay. Or if the cherry accent had been colored. I don't, it was the white looking like she was wearing a towel thing that I hated the most. But we've talked about it on the podcast before too. This was very Real Housewives of OC first season. The bejeweled tube top with stuff going on. I can excuse it for the time period, but... The white with the gold was Oh, really... are you talking about a sky top? Is that what they're called? Um, yes. You mean the ones in the house? They weren't tube tops. They like kind of were off the shoulder usually. And they had the stuff in between the tits. Yeah. yeah that's called a sky top. Why? It's a brand. Oh. Yeah, it's a thing. They all wear sky tops for the front. Like, Google it one time. Oh. Yeah, just Google sky top. <laughs> I will. Yeah, that's, yes. It looked very, it looked like something Vicky Gunvalson would have worn on first Housewife, first season of Real Housewives. She probably would wear it now, actually. Let's be honest. It's Vicky. So anyway, the suitcases are packed. Spencer wants to go to Vegas to get married. He has booked the honeymoon suite. Uh-huh. This is where I think that Heidi was actually surprised by this plot point. Because she asks him, did you already pay for this? For once, Heidi and Spencer are managing dollars, or at least someone is pretending to. Well, I think that Heidi is frequently surprised because there's she's a terrible actress. And I think that there's no way that she could fake the emotions <laughs> we're seeing. So, she read the script but already forgot. Yeah, so yeah. I think that Spencer is just like... I think what he has said to her is like, whatever happens on camera isn't real. I'm going to throw some shit at you. Go with it. Yeah. And I think that's just what happens. Yeah, and Heidi says, I hope you're kidding with this. Yeah. And he says, no, I'm not. And this is where I'm so proud of Heidi for standing up for herself, albeit in a far too tame manner, in my opinion. She says, I'm sick of your surprises. This is not your relationship. And I don't understand how you don't care that I care about this. 
totally fair. Well, and my favorite thing, and I wrote this down, is he said, it's not about not caring. And I'm like, but it is, Spencer. Like, yes. it's a thousand percent. Is. You don't give two shits that she wants a wedding. Or, or what she thinks about you want to run roughshod over her and do whatever the fuck you want. Or to actually be on Spencer's side for once. It's either not caring or not being honest. Yeah. You don't want a big wedding and you're not saying it. I mean, he's saying it in a very roundabout way, but... But he's not, he's not being forthright. No, he's not. They could have had a small family-only ceremony in Santa Barbara and then thrown Hardy, Heidi some huge party afterwards. They could have negotiated, but... but let's be honest. He does want a big wedding. He wants it on TV. Of this course. is all fake and bullshit buildup. So, I know. Yeah. I'm just playing... I'm pretending what's happening is yeah. real. Um, <laughs> so, Heidi... It's funny. So, Heidi takes her engagement ring off. I wrote bullshit in all caps. Yes. And she puts it on top of the bridal magazines. Yeah. And where I get very angry at Heidi is that Spencer then leaves. He grabs one of the suitcases and he spends a night elsewhere and we don't one know where yet. empty suitcases that I'm sure... That, I mean, right. please. I know. But then we go to Bolt House the next day. Uh-huh. So we leave it at that big cliffhanger. Spencer leaves. We're at Bolt House the next day. Heidi's in her office actually stuffing an envelope. Did you see that? Well, but before <laughs> that, we have to talk about the person. We don't even know who it was. Someone making copies of oh. the most amazing disco dress I've ever seen. Disco tunic. Disco tunic. It was awesome. Yeah. It was like sparkly. It looked like a disco ball. I loved it. We only we'll, saw them from we'll the back. We'll never know who it was. Nope. I thought, I was hoping it was Elodie and then I remember she's not on the show no. anymore. So Heidi's in her office. She's stuffing an envelope and boring old Kimberly comes in. And Heidi says she got in a huge fight with Spencer. If that's a huge fight, you need to learn how to fight. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming the fact that he left made it a huge fight. Right. And I did notice that her ring is still off in this scene. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure the producers a little bit were like, all right, come on. Yeah. Kudos on continuity for once. Yeah. So then my issue is that Heidi makes a big deal out of the fact that he left and spent the night elsewhere without saying something. And she's all distraught about the fact that he left the house. You took off your engagement ring and handed it back to him. Yeah. That is an equal offense, if not worse. I mean, that's calling off an engagement. That's a big deal. Yes. He didn't storm out and say he wasn't coming back. He gave her a night of space. There is a huge difference. Oh yeah, totally. So the fact that she was all affronted about the fact that he, and we find out later, he spent the night at his parents' house is ridiculous. Completely, completely ridiculous. Yeah. So I turned on her really fast. (laughs) (laughs) I was on her side about the bridal magazines and wanting a wedding. And now I'm, she flipped with the cherry top and the, and the ring. Um, so after Bolt House, we get a little, another very short scene at M Cafe with Lauren and Whitney having iced tea and talking about Whitney's date with Jared. And she said it was very comfortable. It was an unenjoyable date. Um, and it felt good just to get out there. Well, what I thought was weird, though, was that she said, I got a friend vibe from him. I watched that date. I didn't get a friend vibe. I thought they were really clicking. I thought so, too. But for all we know, they're talking about something off camera. Hmm. Maybe. And, and only... Lauren teaches Whitney how to duck a kiss. And she says, you just move to the side. And uh, I call bullshit. Because yeah. then Whitney was like, isn't that awkward? And Lauren was like, no, not if you do it right. Yeah, Lauren, it is. Yeah. Like, there's no way to do that not awkwardly. Ducking a kiss from another human being is awkward. Awkward. Also, and I, clearly I don't know. We all know I don't know. Isn't the move to give him a cheek? Like, to just... Not jump, not move your whole body to the side. Yeah, but it would be more giving a cheek, but or going um, in for a hug and kind of. Yeah, yeah. See, I know more about that than Lauren does, and I don't even date. <laughs> so there you go. And then we get a final scene at Chez Ambiance. Uh huh. Um, Heidi is cooking. 
She's in the kitchen trimming or chopping or something, even though you can see a big bag of takeout. Oh, I thought she was just, like, plating her takeout. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think she was just plating her takeout. I saw the big bag of takeout. Um, And Spencer walks in with a dozen red roses and says that he slept at his parents' house. And this is where I'm Team Spencer. Heidi says, you can apologize to me. She sort of owes him an apology, too, for taking off the ring and being dramatic. However, his apology is wonderful. He said, I'm really sorry that I deprived you of any thoughts you had of having the wedding that you deserve. He actually says that, which is very sweet and genuine. And he said, at the end of the day, all I want to do is marry you. And if it means that's, this is how you want to do it. That's how I want to do it. And it was very sincere and nice. It was very sincere. Now my mind wandered a little bit because all I could think to myself was how sad Heidi's hair makes me. It was so beautiful. In this scene, like the perfect length, the perfect color, everything about it was perfect. Now she looks like a Barbie doll that's been left in the bottom of the closet. I know. Like it's the stringy, gross extensions, yellow. It's awful. Her hair used to be so pretty. Also, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean this as a compliment, but she has almost what I would consider a 2007 The Rachel it is just beautifully layered and flat ironed to like just below her collarbone. Yeah, it's bone. not a Rachel because the Rachel no, is very short. But, but also yeah. the Rachel is like 1994 or yeah. whatever. Meaning it was just like a a groundbreaking, like beautiful haircut for its time. Not groundbreaking, but I don't know. It, it was almost iconic. It's very is classic. What I'm saying. It's yeah. a very like, it would look fine today. And yeah. like I really wish her hair looked like that today because her like jankety extensions are so ugly. I also think I call it the Rachel because of all the layers and how straight it is. Because the Rachel kind of had that, but it was like chopped to fuck, I guess. But yeah. I don't know. what You get what I'm saying. I can't do hair. You know that. <laughs> yeah. But I... But it I, bums me out. Like, it really... like And, and, and her face, too. I mean, she was just... I, she looked so pretty standing in that kitchen. I was just about to say that. Her face. So pretty. She had a little work done just here and there. She did something to her chin and her chest... Her makeup is actually very tasteful. Gorgeous. She looks lovely. Gorgeous. Yeah. I know. It made me really sad. Yeah. Yeah. But then they hug it out and I actually, I, it was my first kind of twinge of, oh Yeah. For Heidi and Spencer because they start playing Alicia Keys' No One. Which was amazing. It's a beautiful music cue for this episode. <laughs> um, and then we have scenes from the next and oh, all yeah. I will say is we get the, de- the debut of uh, Stephanie Pratt, which I'm much looking forward to. Um, can I also just drop what Lauren says about it? Yes. There's nothing more terrifying <laughs> than a she version of Spencer oh, Pratt. hundred percent. Yep. Um, and we get a little Justin Bobby Audrina fight, which I am so looking forward to. Me too. It's a good one. Okay guys, we'll see you next week. Have a good one. <sighs> And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter at Frankly Mayor B. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at franklymareb at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter at Nana's Mink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time.